0: The following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker, June Hunt. June, you'll be speaking this coming Sunday on the topic of envy and jealousy. That's at First Baptist Church of Dallas, and if people would like to attend that, they can do so. It's at 530 on Sunday night, and they can do that if you'd like to Zoom they can join you that way as well, mm-hmm. 5.30 to 7 Central Time. And again, the topic, Envy and Jealousy. Now, I've heard you talk about this before, and uh, we often, uh, some do, use these words interchangeably. And I know there's a difference, mm-hmm. and I love the way you mm-hmm. explain that. Could you do that? <laughs> oh,
1: I do, love, I do love this part. Um, and I always smile. I don't know why, but I, I just think it's interesting because once you... Do something, and I want, um, if you can, if you're driving down a road, um, you may not want to do this, but uh, those of you who are stationary, would you do something for me right now? Would you just cup your two hands together? Got it. Because if you want to know the difference, because it's true, uh, many people don't think there's a difference, and, and they use them just interchangeably, but... Okay, with your hands cupped, envy is empty hands craving to be filled. Jealousy is full hands fearing to be emptied. Hmm. So, when you think about it, think about in your full, the the, uh, uh, empty hands, it's this burning desire to get jealousy is a burning desire to keep envy is is craving what another person has jealousy is clinging to what one has Hmm. and that's important um the Bible even says that God is a jealous God. He describes himself. And he has a covenant relationship with those who truly have yielded their lives, giving him control of their lives. And he has a plan for us and wants to do what's best for us. And yet, if we are disrespecting our relationship with him, uh, in essence, doing our own thing in opposition to what he has for us. Um, this is, he he is seeking to cling to what he has in terms of that relationship with us. <clears throat> um, and and we'll, we'll later talk about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, let, let's talk about uh, even biblically, some things that are a surprise. But um, envy is focusing on gaining. Um, jealousy is focusing on losing. It's, it's not being able to keep what one has. Um, envy is fueled by a sense of entitlement. I'm entitled to get this from you, to have this. Jealousy is focusing on, well, it's really fueled by a sense of retaining control. And is that rightful control or not rightful control? Envy envy is uh, rooted in ambitious pride. Jealousy is rooted in anxious fear. Jealousy involves two people. You envy someone who has something you want exclusively for yourself. Jealousy usually involves three or more people. You feel jealous over an outside rival, let's say, to your marriage partner's affection. Um, So, It's not just you and this other person. It's who else is involved that would take away that relationship that is supposed to be a covenant relationship. So what is um, the ultimate solution (laughs) uh, to struggling with these painful emotions? The answer is learning to be content with what we have in our lives. Contentment is a wonderful state of satisfaction. It's, it's a comfort. Uh, it's, it's fulfillment. It's pleasure. And, and this is where your heart is at peace. And this comes much more easily for those who yield their lives to the Lord. Um, in fact, the Bible says this is in the book of Job. Job thirty-six, eleven. If they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. Just keep focusing as we talk on about contentment. Uh, there, the Bible has much to say of what we need to that we need to learn to be content no matter the circumstance and and we'll be talking about that a little bit later uh this week and it's important because god does not tend you intend for you to live jealousy uh where, je- where jealousy is controlling you in a
2: Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners. The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer, and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash forward forward slash give hope.
3: Eight hundred-six four 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 eight one seven.
0: You're listening to Hope in the Night. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry, and we thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you get the right resources that you need, whatever would help you the most. Maybe there's a situation you're dealing with and you'd like some insight on that. See what God's heart would be on your situation too. We have that information there. Most of all, in our Keys for Living, those are um, over 100 topics that cover uh, just about any situation you might be going through, as June was just talking about the topic of envy and jealousy. Uh, That is uh, subtitled, Taming the Terrible Twins, and you can get that by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just call her, call us at 800 night seventeen. that's 800-N-I-G-H-T-17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and see what questions you might have, what you'd like to talk about, and, and uh, possibly scheduling you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. Just give us a call, please, and uh, we'd love to talk with you about that. Look forward to to it. The number is 800 917 800 4817 Well, we want to get to our caller for tonight and this evening. Listening to us on the podcast in Minnesota, we have a caller returning to us this evening. We welcome back Anne.
1: Well, hello, Anne. It's good to have you back. How can we help you?
4: Thanks for having me. Um, so, I currently, um, this has been a um, kind of getting worse and worse throughout the years. Um, uh, my sister, uh, there's just a lot of tension between us and all, it's been really, um, really depressing and really just emotionally painful. Um, so like as I'm growing in the Lord, I've only been a Christian for about like six years and, um, I've just noticed that when I'm, like, happier in the Lord or, you know, just learning new truths about Him that are just making my soul rejoice and I'm just more chipper or, um, I don't know, just, uh, uh, you know, just being excited about life in Christ and learning and growing in Him. She likes to, you know, bring me down and she will, you know, look at me and tell me, you're so fake and... um, Mm. It's really, it comes from a dark place. Instead of wanting to like rejoice in the Lord together, talk about Him and grow, she is pulling me down with name calling. And, um, and she gets jealous when I'm spending time with other friends. And she gives me the silent treatment and just treats me with anger. Um, and, and she isn't like happy for me or asks, you know, how's it going, um, in life or anything. She just is really like, aggressive and like and just yeah it gives me the silent treatment or is name calling me and it's just like really it's like reaching a point where I don't really know how to have a relationship with her or even what to say because she she'll get so angry at me that she says um, she accuses me of hating her and she'll say you hate me and like you want the worst for me and I just I used to like say back to her, I don't, I don't, and I would cry, and I would say, why are you doing this? But I stopped, and I just started crying out to God for help. So, yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh, For how long has this been going on?
4: Um, This has been been getting worse and worse uh, in the past two years.
1: So you think it started about two years ago?
4: Yeah, about two years ago.
1: What was she like before that?
4: Um, We used to spend time learning about the Lord together and um, growing in the Lord together. And then um, I started to go to a different church than her, and, and then things just changed, and she's just been... I think there's a jealousy going on or something, but I can't pinpoint it, like hard to know
1: did something unusual happen um, i say unusual what happened about 2 years ago that you could think um, might have changed yeah. the dynamic between the two of you
4: i think it's probably the fact that we we don't spend time with like the same people anymore and so i think she's like really deeply like angry that when I'm, like, moving on with other friends and other people in my life. And instead of, yeah, instead of being, like, happy for me in Christ, she's angry and can't process her own emotions, I think.
1: Hmm. Is she an older sister or younger sister?
4: She is older than me.
1: By how much? Uh, Two years. Mm-hmm. And was um, there any dynamic like in your growing up years that was uh, difficult, unus- unusual, that impacted um, the, that impacted both of you whether with yeah. parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, describe yeah, we were what that was.
4: Verbally, yeah, we, we experienced a lot of verbal abuse from our dad. Mm-hmm. I'll describe it more. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, just a lot of name-calling, a lot of slandering, a lot of accusing, a lot of the same stuff. She's repeating that we experienced at the hands of my dad, and I was able to to cut that cycle and recognize like the evil of it and I I wore to to not repeat that cycle in life, but she isn't she isn't fighting that battle. She's giving in mm-hmm. and just repeating repeating it.
1: So she saw that modeled by yes. virtue of the way your dad treated both of you, is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Was one of you favored in your
5: home?
4: I would say I used to be a slightly more favored, but we were all abused. Mm. But wow. more favored than her.
1: Okay. And what do you believe, um, do you think that there's a need she has that, is not being met at this time. See, everyone has a God-given need for three inner needs, for love, significance, and security. Love, significance, and security. Now, we all have those three needs. Um, And we live in an imperfect world, um, a fallen world. As you said, like your dad, the verbal and abuse, and that that can impact uh, us um, especially if we don't know how to deal with that in a healthy way. So, what would you, if you were to say, when you when you look at her, um, do you believe that there was a need? That was not met by growing up years, within those growing up years, um, like certainly by your your dad, where it's like there, there could be a deficit, whether it's love, significance, or security. Mm.
4: The one that stands out the most to me would be significance, probably, that he mm. didn't... Feel valued or worth much in his eyes, maybe? Mm
6: hmm.
4: And the other two as well, but significant seems to be the biggest one.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Well, when you said that uh, she does the name calling, mm-hmm. um, what, what kind of name calling?
4: Yeah. So she, she'll look me straight. It, it, sometimes I will have done nothing. I'm just nearly in her way. And she wants me like, it's, it's, I don't fully understand it. It's very aggressive. And she'll just look at me and say, you're just so, you're so fake. And she tells me that like, just who I am as a person is like, just like a horrible person. And it, mm-hmm. it feels like almost demonic. Cause It'll be for no reason that I can see or know of. And I've said to her, like, what did I do to deserve being called that? And she she just, she doesn't tell me. She just because I didn't do anything. And I don't know. It's coming from a dark place.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says, encourage one another uh, and build each other up. This is the opposite, um, and I I love that passage uh, in it, it, you know in the Bible, and it's very clear. I've often thought the Bible does not say discourage one another and tear each other down. Yeah. It's encourage one another and build each other up. First uh, Thessalonians five eleven. And I think uh, if every I I had decided at one time if everybody would live by that, everybody in the world, it would change the world. Uh, Literally, if everybody, you know, even if you did it as an experiment for, um, you know, one month, (laughs) it it would change the world. But anyway, that's that's being idealistic. Now, what what is uh, are you living together?
4: Yes. We are living together currently, and um, I think that's just making it all the, all the more difficult.
1: <laughs> okay, so how old is she?
4: She is going on 30. So okay. she's, in my opinion, much too old to be name-calling, and, and it's just,
6: it's very childish. It's mm.
1: So that would put you at either 27 or 28. Is that right? Yep, 27. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And do you feel that uh, this living situation is the best for for the two of you? Or do you think that you're lead, no. you're being led by the Lord to have a different living situation. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah. I've I'm being led to to definitely have a different living situation. I'm just not sure where I can go right now so I'm praying and asking around and my elder is trying to help me find some some other place to live but there's nothing in the horizon yet.
1: Because It's it's very difficult when, obviously, you're not supposed to be exclusive. What I mean by that is, um, as as we enter into a true life-changing relationship with the Lord, the Bible focuses, well, just look at even what Jesus had. He had the 12 disciples. Um, there was great learning together, great interaction, uh, not without uh, some trials, but the, the point is uh, the Bible in- implicates that we are to benefit one another.
6: And We have an exciting opportunity to share with you to help bring light into one of the darkest areas of the country, into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. Rikers Island is home to 10,000 inmates and is known as one of the harshest prisons in the country. The prison chaplain told us that he was holding back tears because the inmates were so hungry and grateful to receive books filled with hope and truth. It was a direct answer to years of prayer, and the transformation was so great that they got a baptistry so that the inmates could be baptized. It's a truly remarkable story of hope, and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more life-changing biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash givehope.
5: June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash CCL. That's hopefortheheart.org slash CCL.
0: Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living to help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they can help you access the resources you need. We are recommending our Keys for Living tonight called Envy and Jealousy, Taming the Terrible Twins. And customer support is at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also find some resources at our website, that's at org slash store. There are the updated Keys for Living There, also Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources, books uh, that she's authored over the years, and uh, music CDs are there as well. It's all at hopefortheheart.org. Let's get back now to our conversation with Ann.
1: Well, Ann, uh, this hurts my heart for you because I, I sense that you would like to have uh the best possible relationship is, is that right if if you could have yeah. okay and um and it sounds like you both experienced a painful upbringing yeah um but with a, when there is an abusive parent it's whether it's a mother or a father um that impacts uh, uh, p- people uh, whoever is the target and you said that basically he was verbally abusive um, uh, he, it wasn't just singling out one person to target it uh, that he was this way toward the family different family yeah. members yeah, yeah. and so, I, I, uh, I hear that at one time you all shared, you know, a positive experience uh, yeah. like growing spiritually. Is this correct?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, things were going well and we actually, like, enjoyed being together. And, and then something changed in her heart. And she's what I call bullying. So something
1: happened. And you don't know what that was specifically?
4: Oh, no, I should have. I was just thinking I I should have said she's not in a church right now, but she wants to be. And I'm thinking maybe there's just a darkness spiritually, do you think? Mm Mm-hmm that would cause this darkness to be coming out from her heart?
1: Um, obviously, there is something going on because what I'm hearing is that this was not in your dynamic until mm-hmm. approximately two years ago. Yeah. And it's gotten worse.
4: Yeah.
1: And so it's like, Okay, if I were to ask her, let's say I'm now looking at her, and I, I, if I were to say, may I ask, was there something that changed in your life uh, two years ago? What, what change took place? What do you think she would say?
4: Well, I think I think of one thing is that, you know you know, I said she's thirty, but she's about to be thirty, I meant to say. And I, I wonder mm-hmm. if, you know, about two years ago a man asked her basically to marry her and she always thought she'd be married like and have children by now and and she never got she didn't you know, she's still single and is um, kind of dealing with some depression and and this, yeah, I think not being in a church right now and not being married with the family she hoped she would have um, was probably really hard for her, and I've thought about that and prayed for her regarding that privately.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. So she thought, you know, she would be married with children by age mm-hmm. 30. Yeah. And she's about to be thirty. Yep. So, uh, it. it, uh, And what what happened in that relationship with this guy that she was dating? Almost married. Yeah.
4: Yeah, um, Well, yeah. He just fell madly in love with her, but she. I think. I personally think she dealt with a lot of fear. But she also just made a decision she didn't want to want to marry him, and one of her best friends actually ended up marrying him. So she's kind of going through that too, probably a just emotional pain.
1: So, are you feeling that she feels now rejected?
4: You know, I never really thought about. I never thought of it like that, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and some people blame others uh, for rejection like if you hadn't done this I wouldn't have been rejected um, I'm not saying that's the situation uh... Have you ever have you been able to have a heart to heart with her on this? I've that... tried. I've oh.
4: tried, but she shuts down or she calls me another name or she gets angry and and tells me that I hate her again and walks away when I try to ask her if she's doing all right and I I, I it's just it's so hard mm-hmm. to get to her heart. It's like, I think there's a verse that helped me. It said, um, like, a, a brother offended, something about um, there being like a, what is it, something about a high tower, <laughs> Like, mm. like it's difficult to reach their heart, something. Mm. I wish I knew that verse by heart, but that's kind of, I think she feels offended by me in some way or just the rejection in her life and then she's just, she's unyielding. Um,
1: Proverbs 18, 19 might be what you're thinking about.
4: Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, she's just unwilling to like talk about what's going on in her heart and what she's feeling. She's unable to like it or even understand it herself. I think she just is more reactive than being able to... She must not be able to talk to the Lord about her deep heart issues if she's unwilling to even talk to,
1: to her sisters. Yeah. By the way, is there someone who is hateful toward her at this time?
4: Right now, no. I... I am not hatred, or I don't have hatred towards her. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't
1: hear anything. that, by the way. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not oh, saying good. you. Good. I'm, no, I'm. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. is there somebody else yeah. where she could be transferring that onto you? you
4: no, know, there is literally nobody I can think of um, that is treat, that is currently treating her poorly. I, besides herself, I think she's treating she's hard on herself. Because she already, she under-eats and things like that, and she's really hard on herself. She can be legalistic, and instead of understanding, just, she doesn't have much joy in the Lord. She, even when we had a better relationship, she she never was, like, as joyful as I was. Like, this freedom that I seemed to have that I didn't really see in
6: her, mm-hmm.
4: she's just very, I think she's her her biggest boy. And so...
1: Well, I'm going to mention something that Mm -hmm. sometimes is a situation. Uh, We have something that is called, we're called keys, keys on locked doors. And um, these are keys on envy and jealousy. And I'm going to share what can be a kind of conversation If you sense someone is jealous of you, meaning, um, because that that could be, in other words, here you've had a a, you know your sisters, and so in the the same family, Mm -hmm. now she could fear uh, (laughs) you go you being friends with others. You indicated that. And so jealousy is the full hands fearing to be emptied. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm I'm just going to give you some words. It's like, I care about you, and I sense that you fear a real loss in your life. Am I right? By the way, she may not be able to take any of this, but this is... What we've proposed. I'm going to be sending this to you, and just see if there's any part of that could be helpful to you. You know, Thank you. and then, you know, and you could oppose the concept of jealousy. You know, by the way, there is selfish jealousy, and there's godly jealousy. Godly jealousy is when there is a covenant relationship that should be there and it fears to be emptied your your hands are fearing to be emptied um now to have friends that would be selfish jealousy uh but you could just and uh it's like do you think your feelings of jealousy are Justified. Now this is only if you really believe that this is what's going on. Um, it could be that by confronting it could be uh, eye-opening to her. Uh, yeah. And uh, you, to continue on, you know, is there you continue? Is there a true threat of loss? You know, on what facts are you based, uh, you're basing your feelings? Um, what painful thoughts and feelings are you having and now if there's anything you can think of where you have wronged her Mm -hmm. ask forgiveness Um, you know I realize I've wronged you by blank whatever it is would you be willing to forgive me yeah and then uh uh Yes, go on.
4: Oh, I actually God enabled me to, to do that just the other day and I was able to um, say sorry for something, but it, it it was not big enough for everything she's been doing. It was but it was big enough that I, I wanted her to know like that I was sorry and that um and it it did help a little bit for her to kinda see that I wasn't this
1: no, this
0: monster
1: she's making me out to be and yeah mm-hmm. well if you can say i was wrong please forgive me even more than i'm sorry
2: jesus said the spirit of the lord is on me to proclaim good news to the poor and to proclaim freedom for prisoners The Lord came to set captives free, and He calls us to do the same. Hope for the Heart has an exciting opportunity to help bring the light of God's Word into the lives of those in prison. Thanks to our generous supporters, we were recently able to send 6,000 of June Hunt's books and biblical resources to Rikers Island Prison in New York City. The prison chaplain told us the whole atmosphere changed with the inmates because light was finally coming into the darkness. The supply of resources was a direct answer to years of prayer and many inmates have given their lives to the Lord. It's a truly remarkable story of hope and it's all possible because of generous friends like you. If you would like to help send more biblical resources to prisons around the country, you can give online today at hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash give hope.
7: As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800 seventeen. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now. 800-644-4817. 800 4817
0: Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of envy and jealousy, you can call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, maybe our talk about it tonight has piqued your interest. You'd like to find out a little more about it. Our keys for living on envy and jealousy called Taming the Terrible Twins. And again, customer support can get that into your hands by calling if you just call them at 800 488 Hope eight hundred four eight eight four six seven three. If you prefer to email them, you may do so at customer support at That's customer support at Getting back now to our conversation with Ann.
1: Well, Anne, there is something um, in a moment, um, in a few minutes, I'm going to recommend you consider. But before that, I want to ask: Does she? Think of you as a
4: threat. I would see no reason for her to.
1: I'm so, not saying, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying you don't see it, but I'm saying, oh. is it possible that she thinks of you as a threat if by your presence because you are more effervescent? Yeah. Um that and therefore um that does if attention goes to you because of your warmth where she's more legalistic do, do you see what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, that's very interesting. Um Yeah, I've seen some of that certain conversations with friends or family some, um, um you know if I'm having a conversation with someone and she'll try to, like, she's trying to jump in and it's like she's trying really hard to, to like, have the same conversation that I'm having with someone else instead of just waiting for the proper time to maybe talk later. I, I don't know. I never thought mm-hmm. of that before, yeah.
1: Well, and, and that doesn't mean that you are doing anything wrong. It's just based on her um, insecurity or Mm -hmm. her, uh, and I understand that she can be more of a bully, Mm -hmm. and bullies target people. They can target Mm -hmm. someone uh, that they... um, they they look for disapproval, yeah. and uh, but the, uh, it, it, a co- type of conversation um, that you could have is, you know, and and you could just ask permission for. You could say, "I I want you to know, I do want the best relationship possible." You could even ask her if we could have between us the best relationship possible would you want it oh wow if we could have the best relationship possible would you want it and if she says no then you know where she stands if she says yes just say would it be possible for us to do whatever's necessary to have the best relationship possible would you be willing and um there is um and and you could ask do you if she if she says yes just say i've truly been praying about our our relationship as sisters um and i want the best relationship that we could have so I'm, I'm just gonna ask and this is if you think this is really true yeah is it possible that in some way that you see me as a, a threat um, a, a, yeah, maybe a threat to have other relation to, to have other meaningful relationships or but just just you be led by the lord on this how you say it and then you come back because you're going to not not just acknowledge the situation you're going to address the problem i sense you may have some discomfort around me i hope your distrust of me hasn't built a wall between us because i would like for us to be able to speak openly and truthfully with each other mm-hmm. am I correct in my understanding of what's happening between us and just wait you know. would you be okay. willing to tell me the reasons that you think of me as a threat mm. and it distresses me to be viewed in any way as a threat to you My heart's desire is for both of us to be in the center of God's will and to serve him, to accomplish his purpose for each of our lives. I want to encourage you, and I want to reflect God's love to you. And, you know, and... Explain your aim for Christlikeness. You know, God's highest purpose for us is that we be conformed to the character of Christ. And I believe that's what both of us would want. Um, There is no place for competition between us and no room for feeling threatened if we both want God's best for one another. By the way, the Bible says, "I appeal to you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought." And that's First Corinthians one ten. That could be the basis of you talking to her. And wow. then, you, so does that helpful. make sense? Yeah, Yeah. so you you could say, you know, you've read this scripture, and just say, this is what I would want for us to be able to share. And, um, you know, this is possible with the Lord, by the way. You could say, since God is our sufficiency, um, he will take care of us and meet our God-given inner needs for love, significance, and security. Uh, he he doesn't need to neglect uh, or rob you in order to provide for me. Neither of us have a reason to feel threatened by the other or anyone else because no one can take from us what God has purposed for us. By the way, there are scriptures for all of these that I'm giving you as I'm I'm sharing with you. Uh, You know, we know God is sovereign over our lives and all that he touches. Uh, We can dream our dreams and make our plans, but hold them out to him with open hands, and trust him to give and take as he determines best. You know, our choice is to trust him, or, or. It, you know, we can either trust him, or we can trust in ourselves. Um, we can rely on his sufficiency, um, or. Uh, We can just look to ourselves to um, try to meet our own needs. But we know the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. And um, you can appeal to her conscience. I believe we both want to relate to one another. In a way that uh, to each other, in a way that pleases God, are you willing to work with me? can, can we cooperate rather than compete? Mm. Wow. See, the yeah, you know, the scripture says, our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relations with you with integrity and godly sincerity and you know that could be a prayer that uh, devise a prayer for that Um, and then to work out a plan you know are you willing for us to work together to change our perceptions of one another and trust God to help us can we agree to have an Truly open, honest communication between us as we both pursue God's will for us, relying on Him to meet our individual needs. By the way, there's a, a passage I just love. It's, do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so. And see what you're trying to get is agreement. This is Amos three it's, three. It's kind of funny. It's this it has this little bitty book of the Bible, Amos, and then these two yeah. threes, three three, Amos three three. So it's kind of easy to remember.
4: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm
1: gonna look. Yep. Okay. And what I want to say though is if she is steadfastly. Um, Demonstrating uh, and stays uh, this with this anger toward you um, you see she could be projecting she says that you hate her, mm-hmm. but I think it some it sounds more like she is hating what you th- th- like the person you are where you're warm, warm and, and uh, you know, interactive with others in a loving way. And that's not where she is right now. And, and I say right now. So it may be you're going to have to say at some point, it's not healthy for us to be uh, having angry exchanges like this. I feel it's angered out of control. And so, it, it basically, it would be communicating your intent to withdraw, but a willingness to try again later. See, you're not giving up on the relationship, but it may be that you're needing to change. As That's why I asked, are you all living together? And you said yes. And it may be that... Because the Bible says, Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. That's Proverbs 22:24. Again, do not associate with one easily angered. And it may be that a change of living arrangements will have to take place. But tell her you want to have the best relationship possible. So I'll be sending you our what we call our keys for living on envy and jealousy. And there will be plenty for you to absorb.
0: We will send our keys for living on envy and jealousy called Taming the Terrible Twins. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at HopeForTheHeart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.